Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is one of the most beautiful places on the earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Hey, Pat, I'm thinking about building this new neighborhood, and I want to sell it in 18 months. What do you think? Did you tell him he was crazy? I said, "Um, okay, tell me more. (laughs) And so it begins. So it begins. Today, our guest is Miss Pat Builder. It is such a delight to have you, Pat. We've been friends for many years. Uh, I met you in an open house well over a decade ago, probably 13 or 14 years ago. And I remember the first words you ever said to me, Pat, is that your dog outside? <laughs> Did I? <laughs> I, 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 I'm sure I said that. Um, I know you said that. Yeah. Well, I was like, yeah, I, he just needs to go take a pee. He's fine. He's fine. Okay. Well, at least he wasn't inside. He wasn't inside. Pat is, a, is the number two realtor in the village. And according to Arkansas Business, as of this morning, have you seen it? No, sir, I have not. You are number 32 in the state, my dear. Wow. Did you know that? I did not know that. And here all these times we spoke, and I intentionally sprung that on you right now to let you know. I, I think it's a wonderful accomplishment. You should be very proud. And, and I want to make note, there are other teams that sell a lot more, but there are teams. There are other people involved in this, right? That yes, that is true. I am a one man or one woman show. And let's make note. Let's talk about teams real quick. If you'll notice, I have the obligatory correct gear on today. I have my Razorback cap. Now we're not in the final four, but I was very impressed. We made it to the elite eight. That's my Mm -hmm. theory. Mm -hmm. So Pat, I don't even know where to begin. How did we make it to the village? And we'll get to the building Siega here in just a minute. For those of you who know, Siega is, is this showplace uh, uh, subdivision that Brandon Tedder and Miss uh, Pat worked on together that, well, they worked in coordination with the POA. I don't want to give it all away, but it's a wonderful development. If you want to see what the, the future of the village looks like, come visit Siega. So more than that, Pat, let me get to it. Why would you live in Hot Springs Village? Um, well, there's a lot of reasons why um, the pu- others and I should live here. And first of all, it's just the beauty. It's just the, it's the overall beauty. It's the security. Um, it's the amenities, um, the affordability. I could go on and on. And I know just, just this weekend was having dinner with someone at the Granada Clubhouse. We were sitting outside. And we were looking at what's on my background right now. And my client turned around and he looked and he, and he, he pointed to the course and, and the whole space. And he said, this is why I want to move here. He said, I, wanna, I want this and I want to escape the noise. I'm tired of the noise. And I thought that said it all. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's lots and lots of reasons. And you and I've chatted. It's not for everybody, but 
it's certainly for an awful lot of people who choose to come here and they choose to come here. That's, that's the, that's the beauty of it. They, most of us were not born here. People choose to come here. Well, and, and <clears throat> I've mentioned before the people that do want to come here, you're going to take them out with a stick of dynamite or a coffin. One of the two, because after you get here, you, why would you leave? I mean, and you know, I, I'll throw myself in here real quick. I'm a guy who came from that right where your picture is. I'm 20 miles west of there or east of there in Benton, Arkansas. I know the area well. I know the area around it. It's still stinking gorgeous. And as you say, incredibly affordable, incredibly, frankly, inexpensive by any standard and very, very secure. But how did you get to the village? Well, I grew up in Northwest Arkansas. My husband um, grew up in Southeast Arkansas. We met at the University of Arkansas. So we were both from the state. My parents were early adopters of owning a lot. You know, they came down on the Cooper tour in the 70s and they purchased a lot and they would come here. They'd stay. They'd go to the races. Uh, Over the years, we did family reunions here. So we were very familiar with the village and it thought at some point in time we would retire here. Um, When Granada Golf Course was being built, we, we bought a lot when it was just being you know carved out. We thought, well, okay, this is a good spot to be. We still own that lot um, and we didn't build on it, but we moved here sooner than we expected. Um, one of my, my father passed away and it was a wake up call to us that we were just too far away. We were living in new England at the time New England, and, in Boston. Wow. Um, we were there for 25 years. Great great careers miss it love it big patriots fan red sox fan you know you name it we love the city but we were too far away from family so we moved here back in 2004 because of family and so uh it was you know ahead of our schedule but it was the right thing to do and i don't regret it i love living here and love visiting boston and that surrounding area, but the village is just, I mean, it's home. It's safe. It's, it's a great place to be. So that's what brought us here. Um, that meant, you know, quite a while ago. Well, let me interrupt. So <clears throat> apparently they have some kind of party, uh, in, um, uh, in Boston once in a while. And I think they call it some kind of Irish. What is it? The, the, what, what? Come on, St. Patrick's Day, Patrick's Day. And and just to show that that there's still some celebratory in you, Uh uh, (laughs) that looks like Miss Pat at the uh, shortest day, the shortest parade party, doesn't it? Uh, That would be me. Yes. My my queen for the day costume. (laughs) <laughs> so that's, there may be some Irish in you, right? That, well, there is. My father is Irish. So, yes, there is absolutely some Irish in me. And this is your brother, Dave? That's my brother, David. There's four of us. And he was here for what? We have an annual. It's called the Siblings Reunion. Since both our parents have passed away, oh. maybe, I don't know, five years ago, we started Siblings Reunion. And we always come. They always come to my house here in the village and we have four or five days of golf. Uh, we go to the races. We attend the parade. Um, my brother really attends the parade. He makes a point of, <laughs> I don't want to give this away. He might get in trouble next year, but he's an unofficial entrant. 
Um, Say that again. A what? An unofficial entrant. So this is somebody who basically just crashes the parade and gets in line while they're doing that. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, uh, I, you could say that. I don't want to say that to get him in trouble. But I yes, put too, he, I put too fine a point on it. Yes, he you can see his costume, which he made. It's just a great costume. It's one of the better costumes. So he certainly fits. He made that. He made that. That's he made incredible. that himself with no assistance. Um, but he has a great time at it. Um, we just enjoy it very much. It's a great chance for me to reconnect with my siblings. Uh, we well, didn't get to do it during COVID. Yeah. So we made up for it this year. Well, Pat, people that know you and know me, we work all the time. I mean, every day, every, every all the time. And, and we actually, for this weekend, I think it was Thursday, I said, you know, let's do our monthly meeting, Pat. And, and you're like, nope, family's coming into town. Can't do that. No, 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 no. This, this yep. is an immutable. I will be with my family and yes. we will have a great time. And I, I met you. Oh, geez. I guess we were six or seven years ago. We, we met you there. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You saw us in our, uh, yes, my Cindy Woohoo costume. <laughs> but um we we went this year. It was great. Um, you know, it was um, I'm glad we were able to do it after having to take a hiatus for two years. Yeah. If you don't see your siblings very often that way, it's that's very important. And it's a wonderful get together. By the way, who made your dress before we change off? This well, um, I that was a rented from <gasps> Hot Springy Dingy. If you I know, know that store. As soon as you said as soon as you said rented, I'm like, she went to the Springy Dingy. Where else has stuff you can rent like this? Well, I had rented a costume for uh, we were doing a benefit. uh, I think it was for Habitat and that got canceled. And I Mm -hmm. had a costume rented that they had fitted. And it was a great costume, a lot easier to walk around in than this one. (laughs) So when I went back to get that same costume, they couldn't find it. Oh, no. So I said, all right, we got to find a substitution. And this one was hanging up and way up high. And I said, what about that one? And they said, well, that's actually the queen's costume. Oh, wow. And so I said, can I wear that one? And they said, sure. So they, they, they uh, altered it a bit for me. So, uh, but it, it was lots of fun to wear. It was hard to walk around in, but it was, I certainly got a lot of attention. I bet. I bet. Well, and let's go to the, to the chase here. We, we, many times we have a lot of people that are listening and watching don't know anything about the area and it's so hard. There's so many attractions. There are so mm-hmm. many attractions, but if you've never walked in the springy dinghy, would you call it unique pet? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like got, a throwback in time. Yeah, it really. And they have hundreds of costumes and you're like, it's a costume shop. No, no. they've got tons of other paraphernalia. And it's anyway, it, it's a uh, I don't think the word head shop is what they would prefer for us to use. But it, no, but they're definitely hippies. They're very, very, very. And it's worth going in there just to visit with the owners because they are so colorful and oh, so kind. Yeah. And I'd never gone in there and, and um, I asked one of my friends where I could rent a costume because I couldn't seem to find what I wanted yeah. and they recommended them. And I think they're wonderful. Well, and they I, are. Yeah, yeah, they're just they're just a hoot. 
Diane and I went to a uh, boomers event, which we need to promote the boomers more here too. Mm-hmm. But we went to a boomers event not too long ago and she had an outfit made up like a little French maid. And she had one of those who, who has those, right? Who has those? And uh, I had the Lord of the manor with the long white tails and whatever. And all this brought to you by the fine folks at springy dingy, because without them. Yeah. 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 Well, I digress. We, we've gotten off the path and I didn't mean to, but we know why we would live in hot springs village and i know you see a lot of people the, a lot of phone calls by the way the, the gentleman you were talking about that was looking at the granada course behind you where was he from that he wanted to lose the noise where was that austin texas really mm-hmm. really we know randy who unfortunately can't be with us today he's not feeling well but randy talks about how he used to pre-covid he would go out and walk between he's an insomniac he would go out and walk between two and four in the morning and that's one of the few times you couldn't hear traffic noise. Oh, said the rest of the time. It's like a background noise. You just it's a constant and you mm-hmm. you just get to where you ignore it. And we take the silence here for granted. I'm, I'm not going to give away exactly where you live, but I will say you're on a golf course and you have a majestic view down the fairway and you're on, I would call a mediocre to main road. And it's silent every night, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, uh, DeSoto is, you know, just a a street and a half over and you don't hear anything after. Well, I don't hear much at all when I'm here, but Mm -hmm. when you are outside, you don't hear, you know, a a truck barreling through. You just don't hear any of that. The first year we moved here from New England, we sat outside on our deck every night until 10 o'clock at night. When we'd come in and watch the news, we we just couldn't believe that we could see the stars and it'd be so quiet, um, just breathtaking. And, and if you haven't seen the stars, I mean, 15 from your house, 20, 23 miles away in Hot Springs, you see a little orange glow over there on the horizon. But when you look up, it is opaque black with mm-hmm. stunning stars. And anyway, I, I digress. We've covered that. Well, what, tell me this. Who is the average buyer? Is there such a thing as an average buyer these days? No, it's, it's, uh, they're from all over. Um, you know, I was reflecting today, I think knowing we were going to be meeting and thinking about how has it changed over the 16 years that I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. And I would say that it's, we have a, a younger crowd than we did when I first started. Um, I can't compare it to back in the seventies when Cooper started, I, because I don't, I don't go f- that far back, but I had during COVID, um, and that's still, you know, some of the, some of the carryover of it. I had younger families moving here who they didn't have, they didn't want their children in their school system anymore. They, I had couples that decided to move here sooner than retirement because they could commute from, they could work from anywhere as long as I had good internet uh, speeds for them. And I think, you know, that I spent um, my career with Verizon. Mm -hmm. So I have a good background in internet speeds. Um, So I was able to, before anybody buys a home, this one of the first things that I check is to make sure that the internet is up to par for what their needs are. But we had people moving in that um, just sooner than they thought. Um, I have Colorado people coming here. I have I'm seeing I'm seeing some California buyers, mm. um, not to the extent that some others are. 
probably 60, well, not probably, 67% of my business is listings and I, the balance is buyers. And that includes both, you know, new construction lots, resale homes, but um, seeing some investors come in, repositioning themselves from Texas. Uh, Arkansas is rated very high for investors to come into. And so, yes, there's been a change, but still getting the Michigan crowd, uh, seeing, I'm seeing more West Coast people, I guess, is the best way of seeing it. Texas is still number one. Has been hmm. since I started in the business that Texas is just the natural draw where, where they are to us. Well, let me go back just for a minute. I, you know, we started out the show with the quote from from Brandon or your your rendition of it. And, you know, the years that you and I've worked together and, and known these things for, for the average listener and viewer, I bet, Pat, I bet you and I have looked at 20 properties. Am I am I mistaken? At in, least in that mm -hmm. ballpark, in that ballpark. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and one of the things y'all need to know about Pat and I'll just the cat out of the bag of some sort. Um, I've, I've never had you sugarcoat your feelings. <laughs> you know, no, we'll I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty direct. She's pretty Pat goes, eh, you know, you're, you know, that's an awfully steep driveway, Dennis, or that's a whatever. And I, mm, yeah. And, but the, the, the beauty of it to Pat and, and over the years, Lord knows, I finally learned enough that I can, you know, come back or have an, ob an, an, an objective viewpoint. Uh, but it gets to the point where, how do I say it? I'll tell you what, let me just back up completely. Okay. In, in the, the 10 years before 2020, before the pandemic, it would be fair to say that the prices were depressed here. Would that be a fair comment? Oh, absolutely. We had, we had <clears throat> way too much supply. Um, and we didn't have the demand. I mean, it's, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. When I started in 2006, I was the 157th realtor that came into the village and there were 153 listings. And that number, I didn't, I mean, the market was slowing. We were slow to react in the village you know, to the rest of the country, because we're just who we are. Right. We grew from our inventory grew from 153 homes up to 512. And the average days on market corresponding. Uh, oh, we had, we had 10 and a half months of inventory, 10 and a half months. Right. And now we have a half a month. Really? So it, you know, a balanced market is four to six months. And we, but this is a national issue. We have half of, we have, we have 30 homes on the market as of today. And I think five or six townhomes and that's it. And we sell across the village in the MLS, we sell, you know, close to 60 homes a month. So a half a month. So, so a two week supply, a two week supply, Holy very different cow. than 10 years ago. So, you know, how you approach your business changes because you have, you have, it was a buyer's market 10 years ago. Yeah. And so you have clients coming in with their list of 40 and 50 homes that they wanted to see and they wanted to beat up sellers in pricing. It's just the way it was. And, and they did. They did. And they did. And they and, did. And, you know, actually, you and I were looking at a property just on the other side of the lake uh, in February or January of 2020. 
And I remembered looking at the property and thinking, this is nice, but I'm just not going to pay that much. And, and I was spoiled simply because we had uh, right. gotten some fantastic bargain in retrospect. Right. Uh, and, and with today's prices, we wouldn't be able to do what we did at that time. But right. around that same time, apparently, I'm guessing 2019 or so, Mr. Brandon Tedder with Renaissance Homes came and knocked on your door. And uh, how did this even start? Because I'm, I mean, I'm trying to set the background for the fact it was a dry, dry, depressed market. And you and Brandon came in and said, OK, let's do a whole subdivision. Well, the, the Brandon, first of all, Brandon and I've worked together for about 14 years. Um, great builder, uh, wonderful reputation. His his whole team is stellar. And so we'd worked together for a long time. I represented when he would build what we call a spec home. I would represent that. I had a number of build jobs. And he came to me with this idea of going into this neighborhood, a portion of Siega. Um, and we hadn't named it yet at that time. We just we weren't sure what we were going to call it. Well, it was the Siega subdivision. Right. But we weren't sure. You know, we came up and I think I chatted with you about it. So we had to come home to Siega. Mm-hmm. Um, the concept was uh, and it was gathered from information, you know, that clients were telling me what they were looking for. Mm-hmm. And it was a sense of a community, a sense of a neighborhood, a sense of. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. first of all, knowing your neighbors, uh, having like homes, but not looking cookie cutter. Yeah, but walkability too. Absolutely, walkability, um, but but a sense of community. Hmm. And so he had he had been working with Stephanie at the POA, um, and they had they had a number of lots that they had taken. You know, that for, they were able to acquire for whatever reason, and there were other lots there because we wanted to get all the lots in that street and that, you know, the two streets that are there. And, wh- and why was that important? And I'm asking primarily for people from the outside. What, well, so what's we, the deal? Well, we didn't want, um, <clears throat> we wanted more opportunity. We wanted a neighborhood. We didn't want to have mm. a bunch of empty lots. We were able to secure all but four. Mm-hmm. So there are four empty lots in there that are owned by others, but we really wanted, um, the whole neighborhood, but that allowed you to set the theme. I mean, yes, it's it's. It, I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it farmhouse, but it's kind of whitewashed with some cedar and. It's I a mean, rustic I really look. Like the look. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's a rustic. Rustic. Look. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we and they're all everything's brick in there, and so we were able to create this neighborhood atmosphere, and it was a huge success. I I was. I was um, nervous. Can I I remind you of a quote you gave me? What was that? I hope this works because I got all my (laughs) chips on it. (laughs) I mean, I I did a lot of marketing. I had a billboard dedicated to it. We did um, we did a number of magazine layouts and I I thought, wow, okay, all right. But I got to tell you, it was a blast. But it was had, all, this was all pre-COVID. You know, I mean, we can look at the market today and go, wow, it was going to sell. When yeah. you started, it was not a sure thing at no. all. No, no, it was not a sure thing. I mean, it was scary because thinking, all right, I've got 20 plus homes in here that we're going to try to sell in two years. And I'm thinking, you know, there are spec houses that sit on the market at that time. They could sit for three or four months. And I'm like, okay. Mm. Okay. All right. How do we do this? But 
we we worked really hard on it of course um when we went into it we didn't know that we the pandemic would actually be a driver for people coming here i mean that was that was a game changer people people want to be in open spaces and but it fit a need of people who wanted to age in place who wanted one level who i mean we have singles in there we have couples in there um from all walks of life but they pretty much all wanted the same thing and it's a wonderful wonderful neighborhood um I, we need to do more of these yeah, it was a huge yeah. success people yeah. are still driving through there wanting to know where they can sign up i yeah. still get phone calls I bet. so there's other neighborhoods that are coming but that one that was that that went so well thank goodness yeah. um <laughs> But I thank all the people who who purchased in there, and I thank the whole Renaissance team. I thank the POA for you know doing what they did to make um, it happen. Yeah. Well, let me let me interject. And I am not a realtor. I don't know if I'll ever be a realtor. And I know you are, and I know that's what you do, and you've done it for you know coming on a decade and a half to two decades by now. But uh, there are things I can say that you can't say. And I don't mean that derogatorily. There's just things that regulatorily would get you in trouble. Absolutely. Uh, and, and let me tell the the listeners and watchers of the program, the village was built from west to east. And in 1970, it, they started on the far west end and built a lot of homes on that end. And as they went through, they got to about the midway mark, which is right where Balboa Road delineates. And everything from 1990 on is from Balboa Road to the east. So there's a delineation from west to east. And in the east, which is very close to Benton, and there a lot of people commute from there. And so th there's a different draw. If you're on the west end, it's tempting to go to Hot Springs. That's the easy way to go. If you're on the east end, it's tempting to go to, to, to Benton. And there's been a lot of new homes, a lot of newer homes on the east end. A lot of realtors push and sell homes on the east end, which is fair enough. Siega is kind of right in the middle. Yes. It's not West and it's not East. So for, for those of us that are kind of in the know, and like I say, I'm, I'm saying things that I think we would all agree on, but you couldn't necessarily say, but, but right in the middle, that, that was even riskier because those were, I mean, let's face it. They were vacant lots. The reasons the POA had some of them is because they'd been turned back in people are like, well, you know, our grandparents died. We don't want it anymore. Our parents died. We don't want it anymore. The beauty of that spot was, and those that wouldn't know, the DeSoto Trail that goes roughly, roughly from one end of the village to the other goes right by that entire subdivision. It, it encircles it, the Hernando Trail right there. Yes. And it's, it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, it pristine. You think you're in a national park. And I'm trying to set up the, the image for the for the listeners and viewers. The, and what did the POA do? If I'm not mistaken, they actually expanded the trail to where it, it, it more yes. accompanied the, the yes. Siega. Yes. If, and I'm sorry, I didn't send you that picture, but if you look at the Siega subdivision and all of my marketing material had that, we have the Hernando trail circling Siega. So, you know, people can easily jump on that trail from behind their houses that live there. And they can walk on down to the woodlands if they want to and continue, you know, further. But, uh, yes, that was an amenity that, uh, you know, it was it was there and they just enhanced it and it brought value to an area that had no 
I don't want to say had no value, but it had little value. Let me put it in perspective for you. I can do it because I'm not a realtor. Those properties were going between $500 and $1,000 a piece. The POA sold them over to Mr. Brandon in a block with a lot of other properties. And, and, and those, an empty property right there would go for 25 these days. Uh, it, it would, yes. In that area, in that particular subdivision, those four that we do not have, mm-hmm. their value has gone up um, significantly, yeah. significantly. Yeah. Well, and and I, I, I have to explain this again <clears throat> to the listeners and watchers. The village, 32,284 sub or, or properties, 32,000 plus have all, all been sold. Cooper sold them all into individual people's names. Mm-hmm. They didn't sell them to developers that kept a thousand aside here or kept aside a couple of subdivisions. So we, after Cooper has left or not actively developing anymore, if we want to try and put together three lots, four lots, five lots, that's a lot of builders. And that's a lot of builders. That's a lot of sellers. And you're trying to glue all that piece together. It's harder and harder to get contiguous pieces of property to do this with, right? Oh, it is. I just went through it with a client and it was um, a, a probably four or five month project where I put together three different owners. We closed actually today oh, really? and it's just north of Siega. Hmm. Um, that whole area, um, you know, was, it was, it was, it's just a hidden gem. I, I don't it, think it people is. realized if the never, potential. If you've, if you've never been down Razo or Claro or backup, I mean, I think what, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but what, no. what I wanted to, on, on, on the North side of DeSoto where Siega is literally back behind that is a beautiful ridge that has views into hot springs. Just yes. over that ridge is, is, a a a Durante, which overlooks Lake Lago. Yes. And there's other views out to the east from it. I mean, the whole area is just, it's its own city center that had never had a real development put into it. Is right. that fair enough? And, and and that's absolutely true. And now there's focus. I mean, as I said, just north of Siega, we put these three lots together off of Via Hero and mm. uh, the client. I mean, it, it's, it's beautiful. It's, 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 um, and I just, I personally, even though I drive these roads seven days a week, 16 years, I just hadn't paid much attention to that area because there's so many other areas. And I went, wow. So there's a focus on that. Um, and hopefully we'll have focus on a lot of other areas because there's so much demand for people to move here. Um, you know, our building permits are up from where they were. We're still not at the records when Cooper was here in you know, 2000 and in five and six, but we did, I think, gosh, what, 140 or so last year. Right, right. And, you know, we're on track. We just don't have enough builders. We'd even have more permits, but we're on track for that this year. How many more do you think we could sell if we had more builders? How many more would be on the ground? And by the way, this is uh, the last week of March. Last week, I went to lunch with Charlie Brown, and he had noted that they had 30 permits for this year so far. Mm-hmm. So it's it's on and off track. You could say it's off track because it's slower than what we wanted, but there just aren't the builders around it. There and- aren't the or the workers. <clears throat> There's not the work the subs to cover it. Yeah. You know, it's hard to say how much more we can do. I will share this with you as far as trends. I've had a number of clients that have wanted to move here, mm-hmm. but we didn't have the inventory and we didn't have the, um, the you know, and 
we, we didn't have the inventory and sometimes people just can't wait yeah. 10 months for a home to be built. Sure. So as much as they wanted to be here, they were purchasing properties outside of the village. Um, so it's hard. I, I know we could, we could take on so much more, so yeah. much more. Um, we have a lot of people that are renting while they, they search. And so we've got that whole thing going, the dynamics of that going on. The individual I was with on Wednesday, uh, this weekend from Austin, he's rented for three months and we're pretty much looking every day if something comes on the market so he can be here to make a decision. Well, I know you don't have a crystal ball or I don't think you do, but if you did have a crystal ball, what would you say is going to happen? I mean, are interest rates going to just put a tamper on things? Is it going to slow down? I mean, what? Well, I mean, interest rates are up clearly, and I, I, you're right. I don't have a crystal ball. It will have some impact upon some buyers. Um, I see t- this year being pretty, pretty similar to 2021. Really? Um, if you, people like inflation, they're just having to swallow the fact that things are costing more. Because uh, we don't know where they're going, and there's still um, there's still some frenzy in the market to try to get something locked in before things get even higher as far as interest rates. And this is a nosy question that I don't know if I'm asking a realtor question or not, but security. I've mm-hmm. had so many people tell me I we <clears throat> I actually um, I taught a course last Tuesday, uh, the cord cutting courts. And uh, I'll tell you a cute story. Um, We were showing demos of how to watch or listen to Hot Springs Village Inside Out. And I told one of the the presenters, I said, just hold the button and say, okay, okay, Google play Hot Springs Village Inside Out. And it came up and there was this little 78, 80 year old lady on the front row. And she was just as cute as you could be. And she turned to me and she said, is that you? And I said, yeah, that, that's me. And she said, oh, you're much cuter in person. I said, I said, and you are too, sweetheart. You are too. She really was adorable. And hang on one second. Okay, Google, stop. Yeah, because you got you can't do that. Yeah, anyway. So, so I walk outside. We start walking down the trail. And a couple come across the bridge. <clears throat> and the lady says, I know you. And I said, well, I'm Dennis. And she said, you're on that show. And I said, yeah, I'm Hot Springs Inside Out, Village Inside Out. And she said, we're here from New Mexico and we just recently bought here about three months ago and we've watched all your shows. And I said, all of our shows, are you sure? Cause I mean, that's, you know, jokingly. And she said, no, I don't know that we would have moved here without you. And I said, I'm not patting myself on the back here. I'm just, I said, well, what was the deal? She said, you just answered a lot of questions. I said, okay, well, what kind of questions? She said, well, we lived in Albuquerque and it was a really, really nice place. And she said, but if, if, if we went outside and came back in without locking our car doors, we'd get on to each other about it. And I said, don't you, I mean, you're, you're, you're teasing a little, aren't you? And she said, no, no, we do not leave. We would not leave our cars unlocked for more than five minutes without going, Oh Lord, I didn't, I didn't watch my walk, my car, lock my car. And I told her, I said, well, my next door neighbor called me the other day and I said, my car's in the driveway and I left the door open because I got out in a hurry and forgot to even shut the door for the last three hours. Mm -hmm. So they noted that as nice as Albuquerque was, that they just. They didn't feel safe. You took my words. They didn't. And that's a very, that's a very common statement of clients. 
is that we want the safety and the security. I mean, there's, so, again, so many reasons to move here, but that's a big one. Um, people want to feel safe. Um, you know, I, again, I had people moving during the pandemic because they were just concerned about, um, you know, personal safety, uh, riots, um, you know, protest and things like that. But they just want to escape the noise and they want safety. Okay. So John Paul discussed this on one of the shows we had with him. He said, every time there was a riot, it seemed like the phones rang more the next morning. Mm -hmm. But how did people find us, Pat? I mean, we've been your podcast. Your podcast is a big part of that. Um, the, you know, uh, referrals. I have lots and lots of people who have said I was referred by a friend or a family member. I came and visited. Uh, it's a combination of things. We can't do enough. I mean, we got to do more marketing. Yeah. But when people come here, they go, "How come I didn't know about this place?" Yeah. And we 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 get them to come. We help them discover what we're all about. And the majority of people like what they see. And there are a few that don't. And I go, "This may not be the place for you." It that some 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 feel that it's a little bit too isolated. And so they're not, not they're not a fit for this place. But, but for, for those that are that want to be here, um, they love it and they don't want to leave. I mean, is, what would you? Why would you not love this? Well, as a, as a new as a lady I met who had just come in the last month or so, she said, "What's not to love? What, mm-hmm. What's not to love?" Well, and let me ask the people that 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 aren't a good fit, and I don't say that anything other than how I said it. Uh, are, are they hustle and bustle people? They, they miss the, the busy noise and the whatever, or are they just. They, they do. They want to be able to go. Um, they want. Um, Sushi at 3 a.m. They, they want uh, a restaurant on every corner. They want a drugstore, you know, walk, you know, right within their distance. Uh, they might want, they might not want to drive. Maybe they can't drive. Hmm. Maybe they, you know, you can't. In the village, because we are so large, you know, 23,000 and some odd acres, you can't get everywhere in a golf cart. Yeah. And so if you're in that situation where maybe, again, it could be medical condition or personal preference, the village is not for you if that's what your expectations are. How does this compare? Do you have people, and I'm just curious because I know this crosstalks and Randy's mentioned this before. A lot of people that I've talked to, a lot of people, some people I've talked to confuse the village, Hot Springs Village, with the villages in South Florida. Do you get that? Well, yes. And I'll tell you what I did about that. You know, my husband, George, we were down in Florida and I said, you know, everybody keeps asking me if if how we compare to the villages because they, they are confused. I said, I need you to while we're here in Florida. I need to go look at it. So we detoured four hours each way and went over to check it out. And I would say to you, it's so different from us. So if you love the villages and you love having a, you know, a dance on every square every night uh, and you like driving your golf cart to each event or restaurant or store, if you like that, you're probably not going to like us. If you like us, you're probably not going to like that. Now, I'm sure there's some crossovers in there, but we're, it's just a very different place. 
It's not to say one's better than the other. It's just for different needs. It's what your expectations are. And this is just my spin. Having never been there, seen a lot of video of it. Jeff Atkins, a buddy of mine, went by and took some video and he was like, man, they are golf cart crazy here. Everything is golf cart accessible. The city centers, the da, 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 da. And the nosy question that I couldn't help but ask was, and this is a country term, they look kind of cheek to jowl to me. I mean, there wasn't much green space or much vacant area. No, it's very, it's, it, you don't have, you know how all our homes are separated out. We have a minimum of 15 feet of separation from each other. Plus we have an awful lot of vacant lots. That is not what this is. It is um, smaller lots, congested, but that's okay. If that's what you want, if you want to have a lot of, of energy and activities around you and hustle and bustle, um, that, that, that described it for me. It's we're, we're more rural. We're more, um, we're quieter. Uh, but yet we have all these amenities that you can take advantage of. Again, it just depends on what people are looking for. And that's my job. And I go back to my, my career with the phone company. My job is to help understand what clients are looking for is truly listen to what it is they're wanting, obviously to answer their questions about who we are and what we are, but to, to really to, to help them discover their needs. And once I figure out what those needs are and wants are, I, I help them discover the village and I call it solution selling. And it truly is helping to see if we're fit, if our product is a fit for their needs and it's sometimes people don't know. They just don't know. And so you have to help help them with that discovery process. I, I was talking to your broker, Clara Nicolosi, the other day, and I said, you know, what are some of your challenges? And she was immediately, well, she was at education. And I said, what yes. do you mean? She said, the village is so different. We have to educate people. No, that's private. No, this is this way. No, this is a rule. No, that's a law. This is a policy. This is a you know, this is the assessment. This is how we pay. This is blah, blah, blah. And I thought there is, there's, and, and frankly, I hope that's what inside out does. I hope we help educate people because it is so very different. It's, it's nearly indescribably different from, from the villages, if you know my point. Well, it is, but you have to be <clears throat> careful that when you explain all that to a client that number one, you don't scare them away or intimidate them. You give it to them in doses, but mm. you, you, that's where you need to know what it is they're looking for mm. and then help fill in those blanks. Because if you just do a blanket, this is it, they're going to, they can get overwhelmed. And so you take it slow and, and thoughtful and just help them figure out if this is the place for them and you're patient. Um, and maybe and, that's why I'm not a realtor, because I don't think I'd do that very well. Let me give you, let me blast you with a water hose. Here you go. You know, <laughs> well, and, and it's not, I mean, the, the, I, I've had clients, Dennis, <clears throat> that um, it took them eight years to make a decision to move here. It's not eight an overnight thing. It's years. not, it's not like a little rock market where you have a lot of people moving in and out and it's tied to the school yeah. um, schedule. It is. Um, I did a course one time and it said the average person visited 27 different places in their lifetime before deciding where to retire. Are you serious? And so it's, it's, it is rare. It is rare for anybody to come into the village and buy on their first trip. In fact, I discourage it 
because you don't want you want them to come and understand what it is and then come back if they if they're intrigued enough by it then invite them back to to do uh, a home search let's let's go down the path here just for a moment and i know some people are interested by the way if people would like to contact pat bolier they could contact you how pat 501-425-0134 i answer my phone pretty much um, all the time. I heard 501-425-1234. I'm sorry, 0134. 0134. My bad. Well, and the reason I bring that up is because a lot of people are doing the discovery packages. Tell us what that is. Well, the discovery package is a program that was put together by the Property Owners Association, and it allows um, a couple to come in and with a discounted package rate they can stay a couple of nights they can play golf they can play tennis they could go play pickleball and they have a choice of accommodations it's a great way um affordable way to come in and visit the village and if as, you come, as if you were a member as if you were a member and you can also not only do they have a, a lodging you know discovery center lodge or discovery package lodging they have an RV discovery package. I have a client coming in this weekend who's bringing this RV. He's going to stay at our RV park. So he gets a reduced rate to stay there for a couple of days. He can extend uh, at, a, at a, a, a discounted rate. And he will be visiting with me while we tour properties. But So it's a, it's a great program. Encourage people to, to take advantage of it and meet one of the local realtors who can tell you more about the village. I strongly discourage people from taking just the discovery package because two days just does not do it. I, I wouldn't use uh, three or four days to five is my suggestion. Even right. get a first dose, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yes. Because there's too much to take in. So that's why, you know, being able to extend that stay. Um, but if you can get them here just even for a couple of nights and whether they stay at the Discovery Center or the package or take advantage of other uh, hosts that are here in the village, there's lots and lots of lodging, as you know, and they just need to come and they need to experience it and see if it's a, see if it's a place for them. But they need to have a tour guide. They just can't come in here and drive around because you can't. It's hard to figure out. It's a big place. And. Most realtors, I know I don't pressure people. I want to educate people. And then if the place will sell itself, yeah. I will find them a home if they decide this is the right place. But they need to understand what we have to offer. I think that's extremely well put. And it's one of those scenarios where if you push, it it, it can seem so used car salesman, if you know yeah. what I mean. And that's not that that couldn't be anything further from the truth. Used car salespeople do that because they don't have any option. We have about 30,000 options behind us. Right. And, you know, um, I, I don't consider myself pushy and I just want people to figure it. I want to help them figure out if this is right for them. Wow. I'll tell you what, Pat, would you do this again, dear? Sure. We would love to have you back. I say, me. I know Randy would. I we he you're well, one of his favorites, and I, I I know he hates it that he couldn't be here today. I'm sorry, he's under the weather. I hope he gets to feeling better. Oh, we're gonna have to send him a shot of something to get him perked up and put him back on the uh, back, back on the pedestal. Get his little but mouth working again. Send him a picture of my uh, queen costume. I like that. I think I'll do that. I, I'll tell him we we interjected that in the show. 
Well, thanks, Pratt Bollier. It's Dennis Simpson for Hot Springs Village Inside Out, and we will see you next time. Thank you, Dennis. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Randy. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.